uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and friends beyond the binary. It's time for the podcaster who's, if, if I wasn't recording this podcast, I'd be rubbing my hands together because they're a little bit cold. Uh, and my jokes, they can be old, but it's time for Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. And this episode of Sleep With Me is brought to you by the help of uh, Chris Posty Posterson from Sounds Like an Airful Studios, who does our theme music and edited this episode. Jonathan Mann from JonathanMann.net, who's on our lullabies. Uh, on our honor and on our artwork is Scotty and Jennifer. I'd like to a special thanks to all our patrons and everyone else who supports the show at sleepwithmepodcast.com slash patron. And we have a listener group, a Facebook group over at sleepwithmepodcast.com slash nods, N-O-D-S. I want to thank uh, Lauren Lida, Julian, Jennifer, and Summer, and Sarah who moderate over there. Because, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind-racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Welcome. Uh, this is Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep. We do it a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. And uh, I'm going to do the rest. And I'm going to do the rest. I'm going to use, uh, I'm going to create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's keeping you awake, whether it's thinking, feeling, uh, physical sensation, whatever it is that's keeping you up. Uh, changes in room, uh, missing tools. I'll, t- I'll tell you why, what's been keeping me up in a minute here. Uh, but whatever's keeping me awake, I'm going to try to take your mind off of that. And I'm going to send my voice a crisscross, a crisscrossing. It is a crisscross. My, my, my brain, I think my right brain and left brain, they've become uncrisscrossed. And of course, this would be a great spot to do like a little crisscross tribute, uh, make you jump, jump, but I can't do that because, uh, like it, they talk, they do talk fast at this one part of that. So anyway, I'm going to try to uncrisscross. What was I saying? I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm going to use lulling, soothing tones, pointless meanders. Yeah, personal references that are, uh, they say, well, thank goodness it's not me. That, that hopefully, that, is that pity or empathy or compassion or shades of all of them? Because I'd say, well, that's fine. I mean, I guess they would be another self-help book. Maybe I could write uh, Turning the Pity Party into Compassion. That would be the uh, subtitle for the book. We don't have a title yet, though. I mean, probably you could just recycle one of the titles I've thrown out there before. But doesn't, I don't know, are pity and compassion and empathy related or not? I would think they are. Like, uh, I guess the main difference is, as I try to think of, why would I do this right at the top of the podcast intro? In, introspection's not, not a bedtime, so I don't know, like, uh, let me call this off. I'm calling it audible. No introspection at bedtime. Or I guess try to keep a you know try to keep it under control, but I guess really the like is pity like well geez see you wouldn't want to be is that's pity, uh, compassion is is compassion so I guess this is that we could do these these could be I statements I see you wouldn't want to be that is that pity, and you probably say oh boy at the end see you wouldn't want to be oh boy, uh, compassion. And empathy. These are the ones I, and empathy and, and then empathy, which is the real empathy is the fictional uh, version of empathy. 
Uh, but compassion and empathy. So empathy is something's compassion. Okay, so empathy is like I, maybe just saying I see you or I recognize you. And then maybe compassion in it where I can relate to you. I don't know. And then compassion is uh, I see what you're going through and can connect or relate to it. Uh, or I understand you're going through a tough time. I don't know if it can be as simple as I, I understand you're going through a tough time talking, Scoots, all the every episode for 480, whatever. I don't know if that's compassion, but if that's a place we could all start, why not start there? Why not start with pity? If you pity me, we're on the right road, I think. Or it could let your guard down. You'd say, well, uh, clearly Scoots is... uh, So, I mean, I guess that's if you're new here, the whole idea is to kind of put shit ease to say, hey, uh, no big deal. Um, I'm going to talk here for an hour. You know, we'll do a long intro. Uh, that's a lot of people fall asleep to. It's like usually, you know, misappropriate, you know, miss attempt metaphor attempts. Uh, then we'll set up our episodic series and we'll do our episodic series nuns in space tonight. And you say, maybe say, let's take it back. Like, and I guess this would go into the, let's see if we can metaphorize this empathy, compassion, and pity. So as I was saying, I haven't having like a little bit of trouble sleeping. I guess this will be a little bit of a revelation. So I live in a one-bedroom apartment, but the bedroom is my daughter's room. And so then the living room I have is separated, or once was up until a couple days ago, you know, by curtains. So just like this is the IKEA lifestyle, you know, small living, central. Uh, When you live in an incredibly expensive place, you know, it's like the Bay Area. But so I have my living room kind of split, like two-thirds is the living room. Uh, then there's a set of curtains, and then my bed is behind the curtains and my dresser, kind of like a mini bedroom. And it's very cozy. Like, uh, you could say cozy, you could say sad. No, I'm just kidding. That's material, really. Uh, other than my, I think my sister did say. But anyway, no, no, I'm just kidding, Sheila. I'm just kidding. Uh as a projection, I think I imagined that in a dream. But no, no, it's a cozy thing, and I have the curtains. It cuts down on light, and like whatever my mammalian brain says, okay, this is a little like nesting, you know, because it's just uh, it's just my bed at one end. Uh, but you know, I installed the curtain thing, Majig, and uh, at some point last last week, I rolled over and I reached out my hand and ripped down the curtain. Uh, the thing, the curtain line, or whatever you want to call it, the curtain wire, uh, and everything came cra- You know, came it came down, and then I went back. To, you know, I just pushed it away onto my couch, and then I said, I'll "Deal with that tomorrow." And then that night, I said, I set aside some time. My daughter was reading, and I said, "Well, I'm going to fix this." And maybe flashback, like three months ago, I tried to organize like the tools in my life. And the one thing to fix this curtain thing, it has broke before, is it needs, like, the smallest Allen wrench because there's these, like, small Allen wrench screws in there. Uh, Lo and behold, when I organized all my tools, my Allen wrenches went missing. And so I have been unable thus far 
uh, I mean, I, I'm really busy between work and the podcast and family stuff. The, this is some recording this during the holiday season, like, uh, to do, plus, I don't know if I have the internal willpower to do a top to bottom uh, Allen wrench search or just to go to go buy another one because then I know like a small Allen wrench. So, uh, like, my curtain's down, and that's just thrown my whole sleep mojo off because I'm used to having the curtain, I guess, like a dog kind of packed into I guess it's the same thing. Oh boy. I'm crate trained as a human. I did not realize that, but that's the exact same. Like when people say, oh, the dog loves its crate with the curtain and then the, the head of the bed's against the wall and the other side of the bed's against the wall. I guess I'm crate trained. Amen. Wow. The highs, this is the, the, the glorious life of a sleep podcaster, but I am crate trained and it is comforting. I guess like why knock it? I'm crate trained. It's great you know, for just sleeping time and also have a cross breeze. I need a little bit, there's a window on the other side of the curtain or where the curtain once was. So I'd get a good cross breeze going too. So have a cross breeze if you're going to be creating anything. Also, don't create me. I'll create myself if I wish to be created. Like Just like a dog, you know, when the crate's just an optional thing. But so now I have, you know, my crate, my crate game is off and it's just not easy. Like, it's just not, I guess it is comforting. Maybe there's like, maybe this is like, instead of feng feng shui, you know, this is like the crate version of that. And it it, it is comforting uh, being created, created up by curtains, you know, because they're less, you know, they give an appearance of softness, I guess, because they are soft, even unless you grab it in the middle of the night and rip it down. But so that has thrown my sleep off. So that's one reason. I mean, ideally, you're not going through that, but that's like why I make this podcast. And I'm totally, I thought I was going to try to connect it to, connect it to, well, I guess your reaction could be like confusion. Why is he talking about this? If you're new here, that'd be a natural one annoyance that if you're new here, that might be a natural one or, you know, I don't know. Um, I'm trying to, uh, the compassionate response would be, well, geez, that's too bad, Scoots. Uh, and I, I get emails from those compassionate people who I do. And if you're feeling compassionate, you know, just use that energy and see, you don't, you don't always need to send me an email. You could do, you, you spread that compassion to the, but you say, well, that's too bad, Scoots, that you, you're really in a pickle there because you're too, and then some people try to cheer me on. I don't know if that's empathy or compassion. You can do it, Scoots. You know, go find that. Go to the, um, uh, what is that kind of store called? The hardware store and get it fixed. You can do it. It'll feel good. And you're right. You're right. And I think empathy would just be, well, she's, I've been there. I don't know if that's what empathy is, but let's just say it for the purpose of getting this over with. Like you say, well, I've been there, Scoots. I don't, I'm not crate trained. I'm a human. I don't consider myself crate trainable, but I've had something happen like that, whether it's a party down the street or a new neighbor or, you know, a street light that's over buzzing or something that's just, you come up and kept me awake. So, and I say that that's why I make this podcast too. Uh, Cause you know, this, this is a temporary thing, you know, temporary in my term, two to three years, but you say, what is that curtain still down? Well, yeah, because I, I I blocked it out of my mind. But y- yes, uh, but if you like, uh, what is was that my point? 
it's a t- ideally it'll be a temporary thing. And then, but, but I've been there, I've been sleepless, whether it's from this curtain thing or, you know, tonight when I say, okay, I just shared, did I just, did I really tell people I was great trained on the podcast? Did I think, did I really think at the time that was funny and relatable? But, and then pardon me a bit, but it's true. We like our little uh, faux crate. Maybe get one of those. We tried to get Privacy Pop as a sponsor, so I don't. But I don't know why we couldn't do that. But I could. I could just get one of those. That's like a little tent for your bed. I don't know why they would get get back to us. But um, anyway, uh, what was my point? I got distracted. I don't know if that was a resentment uh, or I just create. You know, being crateless. It would happen to sleep with me. He made it to like episode 472 and then he said, well, he went crateless. And then he, uh, he went from using lulling creaky dulcet tunes to just muttering about crates. Well, I got to get past that then. I don't want that. It's not a Christmas future I want. Oh, so anyway, if you're new here, I'm glad you're here. The reason I make this podcast or one part of the drive that keeps me going is because I I can relate to lying there and staring at the ceiling and tossing and turning. That was my point. Uh, but you're under no pressure to fall asleep to the show. You could listen to it and just uh, tune in, tune out, drop out, whatever. Uh, it's just meant as a little bit of distraction, maybe give you some bored giggles. Maybe just put you to sleep right away. Maybe you've listened for the whole time for company. However you choose to use it. Some people let it run all night long. Uh, my main message is I'm glad you're here. I really appreciate you trying this podcast out or sticking with it or being a regular listener. Uh, because I really yearn to help you fall asleep. So thanks so much. Right, hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Nuns in Space, our episodic series of Scoots and Nuns in Space. Much like a show, you know, a space-type TV show. In a future not that far from here where Earth is exposed to outer space, uh, Scoots is on a spaceship, a smaller, you know, not a space, well, spacecraft maybe, I don't know. Uh, but out in space with the nuns from Scooter's childhood. And they're in search, they're searching the galaxy for the Niches. I think their ship's the Monte Carmelo. They're searching for the Niches. Following strings of delusion, the only clues that guide them throughout outer space. Each episode, they're following a string of delusion, or Scooter's just being delusional and trying to find the Niches. Each episode, episodically, they continue their mission. Also on the ship is Scooter's best friend and the soda, freestyle soda machine and... uh software interface stan and that's a, that's our ongoing series nuns space you can start it wherever and uh, you know pick it up and uh, yeah and then here's our oh, my friend i hope you had a wonderful thanksgiving uh, ladies and gentlemen the boys the girls and the friends beyond the binary there's your friend antonio saying uh, hello uh, it's time for another episode of the Nuns in a Space. Yeah, the Nuns in Space. Oh, my friend, you look great. Uh, it's good to see you.
Uh, thanks, Antonio. You look uh, uh, amazing as always. Okay, I gotta go. Okay, you're gonna go see, hang out with Ray. Is Musky over there? Uh, we gotta go. I'll talk to you later. Uh, thanks, my nuns in space. Thanks, Antonio. Hey, Pen Bell, it's me. Uh, don't believe any of those rumors you're hearing. I mean, if you're hearing any rumors about me, like uh, they say, you're not Pen Pal with the guy that got his hand caught in that thing. And, you know, they caused that. They said implosion. It didn't, what, nothing imploded. I mean, there was some shrinkage to that part of the. Anyway, Pen Pal, it's just a rumor. Uh, but anyway, uh, speaking of not rumors, uh, Pen Pal, you know, sometimes I like to introduce you to, I don't know if it's literature, but stories that had a huge impact on me, oh, Pen Pal. And there was one of the great years of English class I had with Mr. Stabnik, who was a great teacher, even though, unfortunately, I think I, 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 was, I became a terrible student, not this year, but later. And I still have to make amends for that. But it, one of the greatest teachers I ever had. And I don't know which of the great uh, textbook conglomerates made the textbook that year, but they had great stories in there, like Walter Mitty, uh, To Build a Fire, and uh, this one, Pen Pal, the, the most, the most, almost, you know, the, the game that was dangerous. I tried to, the most dangerous game is what it was called. Uh, but there was no danger with when when we read this. Only light in our eyes. I don't know if we were freshmen in high school. Probably too definitely older than than you would think by our actions. But this tale set off more videos. We made more movies. Uh, some I was not even in, which I wasn't happy. But I said, "Why did you shoot a, a most dangerous game movie when I wasn't there?" Uh, but one of those movies you just we just loved remaking over and over again. Never quite got it right, but my friend Charlie's house. Actually, I don't even know. I think I was in one of them. But anyway, uh, you know, the dreams dreams really do come true, pen pal. Because uh, do I have a story tangentially related to that for you? Uh, in the post-haste post, post haste form, because you just get through this little uh, situation. A couple of things. You remember that time, I don't know if you, did I, did I tell, I don't know if I told you about this, Pen Pal, but dear Pen Pal, I love upgrading the ship, even though it's not mine. As quartermaster, I have, you know, certain, I, I can I, I can manage the purchases and stuff, especially when I say, well, this is going to make the ship better, and it's a good deal. And okay, okay, I'll pay for it. Uh, that always works. Though the sisters, their feelings about me are so that uh, they, they usually they still they, they they you know they have that thing where they don't want me to get my way, or they think, why would you need that on a ship? Doesn't that cause drag? And they'd say, no, there's, there's no friction in space that I know about. Of course, maybe there is though. If you. It's it's for stability, exactly. Uh, but oh boy, pen pal, did, like uh, did, did my timing work out great? Because I had upgraded the sleeping chambers. Okay, pen pal, this is gonna be a tough one because I don't know when you're gonna be listening to this. But when I, when I was earthbound, when I was just an earthbound lad, personality wise, age wise, I wasn't a lad, but uh. 
when I was just an earthbound lad, there was um, this thing called virtual reality, which they were saying, I don't know, I think they, 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 for 30 or 40 years, they kept saying, this is coming. Oh, boy, is it going to be good. And then, you know, they tried different things. And once we got to space, we said, well, it, it, it exi- of course it exists. Of course human beings want to blur, you know, reality, as, as they once said, bites or stinks. And, you know, they, 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 in the universe, they have different ways of conducting this virtual reality and then different laws governing. It's, it, you know, they say, well, this is well, this one's not so good. But, you know, the main thing, and you could have seen this coming, they get rid of those helmets and that stuff. And a lot of them just, you know, basically electron right into your brain. Like, why would you need a holodeck when you just lie down? And I was looking into upgrades when we were, last time we were docked and we were getting some referrals. I said, well, I said, why would you, I, t- I tried different pitches to get the sisters. I said, well, why would we just go into a sleep state? You know, the different times we do need to go into sleep state in our sleep chambers. We could be advancing ourselves or, adva- you know, if there's something, you know, like if we get this VR thing that I've got a deal on, close to a deal on. They, that uh, that that then will uh, it'll be better to pass the time, or we could learn. You know, you you could learn a new language, sister, or coping skills. You know that like uh, whatever's going out your eyes, how they roll. I know that's intentional, sister. I was being joking, but you know it could be great fun, and you you know you could choose your own. Like, what if you you want to? You know, I don't know if any of you have romantic desires. And, but, but, you know, you could live out, I mean, I believe me, I'm going to have that disabled on mine because otherwise I'd probably get it, you know, the, the, well, I guess two minutes, what are you going to do? But I said, oh boy, sisters, we're, we're going to be in for, I've decided to get the, you know, the, this is going to be a treat for the ship. It's going to improve everything. Sorry, but I had to get the sisters were bothering me. So I lost track of what I was saying, but, uh. Basically, I had this this kind of virtual reality or simulator, holodeck, whatever. You know, I don't even know because it's always a marketing term. And then you see, okay, don't sell me anything with freemium, you know, and I prefer. Anyway, it doesn't matter, pen pal. The uh, facts don't matter. I mean, the thing is, my timing was perfect because then. Like, not long after that got installed, also we upgraded, like, uh, a lot of other upgrades to the sleeping chambers. Mostly, said I said, I want these things, and you, you wouldn't believe I had read an article. That's how I got this idea. Uh, but I said, I want these things extra reinforced, and then not that long after... We're out in this, like, far, far branch, far away from anything. According to the sisters, we were on a goose chase, which actually wasn't. I said, that's a gasling. So we get, like, we to come to come back to anywhere, like, uh, with a lot of, like, more dense in, in uh, delusion, it was a long time. Even with jumping, it was going to take for freaking too long. And then Sister Leanne, she said, well, if we cut through this one area, the, the, like, uh, I think some suns had burst or something. I don't know. I didn't, like, said, okay. 
why is that? And it's staying, it's like, oh, Scooter, it's not, it's like a high ra radiative zone. And like, uh, so I said, okay, well, we could go through there, but there's also, like, we, we'd have to get into our sleeping pods and go to sleep because it, would, it wouldn't take too long. This is sister's like, but the radiation, we'd need the extra reinforcement. Who got the lead line pod upgrade with the VR? I did. So I said, well, that sounds like a plan. It sounds like we could. Uh... And then Stan was saying, well, there's just a couple things where we'll have to be active on the ship. But he said, okay, in the VR, you know, I could, that that that, that, that would still work. You know, Stan could pop in. And Sister Leanne even said, well, I've designed a game, so this is great. We'll, we'll play the game I've designed. I said, oh, man, it keeps getting better and better, my ideas and my crew putting them into use. So we, we everyone agreed because it was going to save time, it, you know, I mean, made sense and get to play a game. And I said, Sister Leanne, this can be a good game because I wouldn't mind playing that uh, like, uh, you know, the Mario Kart, you know, they, but they, because I, I would like to try to get break out of break into out of fourth or fifth place one day. Also, one more thing about VR, you probably, depending on, there's this thing called VR Safe Word Pen Pal, and this is something that you'll see throughout my existence. You know, if they ever do a biography on me, you'll know it's big on safe words. In the boardroom and the other rooms and the VR room, but mostly the VR room because uh, you need some kind of safe word. In this case, it would be a physical button, you know, to, 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 to take you out. And then because we're in the sleeping chambers, you know, we wake you up and then you would wake up in your sleeping chamber to open your sleeping chamber, you know, like a virtual button thing. And I don't know. Well, to be honest, I, this is like I barely had a chance to use this thing, so I don't know if it's like a dream. If something happens to you like a dream, what happens in the VR? I'm afraid to find out. So, of course, I wouldn't be selling these things if they weren't. Uh, I think they're not deemed unsafe, you know, just like everything else. Like they said, well, I think that was a decision back on Earth. They said, well, why does it have to be safe if it's not unsafe? Isn't that good enough for you put for your kid to put it in its mouth? And they'd say, oh, sorry, did you did you say it's so it's not safe? No, no, it's generally believed to be un not unsafe. And they, so anyway, not important not that important, pen pal. I would generally love to have you as safe as possible though, my little pen pal. So so without delay, we the sisters and I got into our sleeping pods and we got ready. And Sister Leanne announced we actually gathered in this. Uh, it was a forest or, or, or forest or jungle, green, you know, wooded area. And Sister announced the first annual, or whenever we need to, not dangerous but seemingly most dangerous games. A game, game, but she said it's just one game. And I started running around, you know, saying I feel like Katniss. And then Sister Leanne said, okay, I'm going to go through. The sister, other sisters already know the rules, so they took off. And then, of course, it took me a while, you know, you know, just doing, you know, 
Sister didn't laugh. I, you know, I said, where's PETA? I said, who's the dude with the trident? Uh, and then, you know, I see you tried throwing a few Malfoys in there. Nothing, not, no laughter. But when I do, I could tell she liked it because she said I'm more of a Haymitch than a Katniss. And I said, well, at least you're, at least you know, you know. And then I would run around and say, I feel like Katniss. And then I forgot most of it. So I was calling her the Game Master. But then I realized, I said, wait a second, are, are you in this game? And then she said, well, I want to go over the rules with you. And then I said, I thought this was the mo not dangerous, seemingly. Mo I said, there is no. I said, uh, and then I, I started to, to detect uh, movement uh, throughout the ship. And I said, well, what's the goal of the game? And sister said, to, to get out, to get out of uh, the game in order to stop the other people from getting out. And I said, well, what about me? And she said, well, every, she goes, I'm stopping you from stopping the sisters from getting out by taunting. And they said, oh, you're just wasting my time. And then I said, oh, boy, I got to give him. And then all of a sudden Spike came on, like my brain, my communicator, you know, but it was really come, coming through my synapses or something. And Spike said, the sisters are up to something. I said, yeah, the game is just to get, it's a, like a tag. I guess that's why it's seemingly. Most and he said, "Sister's trying to distract me." And I said, "Actually, Spike, you could be my teammate, maybe, because I don't have any help." And then Spike said, "Let me think about it." You know, the whole thing. And then I said, "All right, Spike. Uh, like, how much time?" And Spike said, "Okay, they, they don't know where the the goal is. So you, you're, the good thing is, like, uh, they don't know where the goal is because it, it was like a rain. I don't know." I said, "Okay, great." I said, yeah, randomize it, Spike. And Spike said, I don't have any influence over the game. I said, okay, f fine. And then I ran into a clearing, and it, like uh, then like I got swept up in a net. And I looked down, and who's below me but Sister Ellen, and she's got her arms crossed. And what she didn't realize is I was already, you know, figuring out this game, like, because, you know, I'm a gamer. And so, like, I just, like, uh, I pretended I, I'll have to tell you this out of sequence, Pen Pal, for maximum. But, you know, I pretended I was, like, uh, trapped for a little while and then asleep in the in the net. And meanwhile, Spike was updating me into my earpiece, which really didn't exist. And then I pretended to come to. And they said, oh, your, your arms are still crossed, sister. How, I said, don't they get tired doing that? Or, or, or they hold, is that less tiring, crossing your arms? Comforting, eh? And they said, I can see the scorn in your, 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 your look at me. And it looks like I'm caught, though. Oh, it caught in your trap, and I guess I were totally trapped. And she she started uh, taunting me. She said, "That's right." She goes, "Soon the other sisters will uh, uh, get control." And then all of a sudden, everything started to shake. And I said, "Oh boy!" I said, "The game master's." I said, "Is this part of the clock?" I said, "Which one?" I said, "Is this one of the zones? Do do I need to pay attention to the time or anything like that, sister?" Because I said, "Should we move out of the zone?" And then. She said, soon the other two sisters will escape the VR and take over. And I said, no, no, they'll just win the game. 
And then she laughed, and I said, wait a second, these sisters are up to something. And I said, what do you, what is the goal, the goal is bigger than just winning this one game. And she said, there is no game. And then she was really, she was really laying it on thick. You know, I don't like repeating arrogant statements about my self-worth, you know, clearly. Because it's not going to do anybody any good, pen pal. You know, everybody has, I said, well, that's not very nice of you to say, sister. And then I said, what did I said? I didn't hear, hear that. Was that about my breath? I, I couldn't hear that. Like, could you get closer? And then she said something. And then I said, no, no, no. I, I said, that one sounded funny. <laughs> I said, did you say my, I, I could, but I would, did that rhyme? I don't know. Was that insult? He said, because that was a funny one. Maybe I'll use that on Spike or something. But I just kept saying, come on, sister, get closer. I don't know all these jokes that, you know, if, how am I fixing my breath? He said, just keep coming. And she slowly actually thought that I was appreciating her humor at my expense. And then I was able to do a couple different moves, Ben Bell, which you, you could say without a doubt are impressive. One, I'd seen enough things so that I already had it, like the uh, that that had my escape plan, and but then I breathed on her really hard, like I was got there, and I guess my either she thought my breath was, but she said ah, oh, and then she was just distracted enough that I was able to uh, uh, swing the the thing. Like, I was able to swing the net, and I'd already kind of un- unknotted it and, and scratched. So then it broke, and then the, the net, I fell out of the net. The net fell on Sister. And she was all, you know, she was all caught up. I said, well, there you go. I said, uh, I said, I guess only one of us has played hours and hours of, of games. Uh, you know, the, he said, you know. And she said, "You're still, she says, still, I'm, I'm still a fool." I said, "Oh, well, thank you. Uh, I guess a bit, or still, you know nothing." I think that's what she said. And I said, "Well, that's great." So then, but then I headed off because I said, "Well, if I know anything about uh, these seemingly dangerous games, it's I got to get, get moving and explore and actually track down the other sisters." And it was not long after I came on to something that looked like the set from the Gilligan's Island show, which was this show about people shipwrecked on an island. And I heard some whirring and stuff, and they had this person on that island called the professor, and they would always make, the professor would always come up with inventions. And deep in this, like, a little village uh, was Sister Carol Ann. And she was on a bamboo conveyor belt, like a va- bamboo, what are those things called, uh, that you go on a run on inside. Tractor belt, running platform, I don't know what they're called, the wind sprinter. No, I got one of those. That's what people say, well, what do you get for Christmas? I got one of those running things with the, with the belt, conveyor belt, exercise machine. But whatever they're called, Pen Pal, I don't know why I can't remember, but she had two of them side by side. And she said, well, she goes, so you, you, our contest in this you know, game will be easy. She goes, you think you could outrun me? And I said, well, I think I'm willing to try. 
And then she started jogging, and as she started jogging, um, uh, this platform started uh, lifting, uh, like lifting up, but offside, so it was going to dump something onto my, like, running thing, treadmill. That's what they're called. So then I started getting on mine and running, and then it balanced the thing. I was going to drop something, you know, off of this tilting platform. And so then I started running, and sister would run, and, you know, she'd run fast, and she'd run slow, but she didn't seem to tire. I was like, have you been using a treadmill? And then she started, you know, using different tactics, like cheating. She Somehow she she had some other, like, hidden thing that dumped mud on my treadmill, so I was going slow, and then the thing started to tilt again. And, you know, then I tried running, you know, in mud, and that wasn't fun. But then a spike came on my head. Scooter, stop running, stop running. I said, what do you mean, Spike, stop running? And Spike said, this is, this, the, 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 these uh, bamboo treadmills are hardwired into the game. I said, well, yeah, they're part of the game. I'm trying to not get that thing dropped. Exactly. But if I stop running... And uh, Spike said, no, 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 they're hardwired into the ship's systems. Like, this is, and I said, well, hardwired into what? And Spike said, I think to the the lid of your uh, sleeping chamber. I said, the protective lid? And Spike said, yeah, yeah, yeah. And look, I can see the camera. Like, when you're, like, the, 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 all the, the bolts that keep it in every time you're running, it's unscrewing one of the safety bolts. And Spike said, only one more, and then your lid will be open, and then you'll be, and then the whole, everything shook again, and the sister fell, fell and slipped on hers. And I said, man, that Game Master really makes those earthquakes, just like the one in, uh, I said, I don't really feel like cat, and I said, sister, before she got up, I like grabbed her ankles, and I said, stop running, and she said, why, and I said, well, you're trying to, to radiate me in my sleep chamber. That's wrong. And he said, I knew you didn't like me, but this, it, it, this is going a whole nother step out of, 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 of uh, you know, this just isn't right, sister. And then she said, well, what are you going to do about it? So then I started running on her platform with her on it. So then, because I realized she would have to run. And we were running downhill, which is the worst. So... You know, there was stumbling and there was knee scraping, but I just kept running. I, I'm good at running downhill. Uh, the secret is you just put your arms on the thing on the side, so you're really, you know, just barely running. But sister didn't know that. Uh, so pretty quickly she tired out, and then she was ejected from the, you know, into like another one of her mud pots. And I said, well, that'd buy me some time. And he said, this certainly isn't the most dangerous game, but you, you were, you're dangerous, sister. Uh, but then the whole earthquake started. Like, it really took my confidence out, Pen Pal. I mean, I'm putting on a brave face now, but sister, she really tried to open my sleeping container when we were in a, a radiative zone. So I was bummed out, but I was also paranoid. I said, what are these sisters really up to? And I said, Spike, can you get an update on the last, on Bernice? And Spike said she was, you know, but couldn't locate. Sister, she's hiding somewhere. I said, okay, well, we'll track her. We're going to track her down. Uh, we've got to stop her. And then the ship shook again. 
And they said, Spike, something's, they said, I'm really getting paranoid here. Like, his sisters are, they're, they're, they're really out to get me. And I said, Spike, see if we could, like, uh, they said, well, let me see. If it, and then I tried to pull a little bit of, uh, not Bobby Fisher, but the chess guy that made war games, you know. That because I tried to just see myself on all timelines, it's you won't get this pen pal, but it was a game, so I started trying to see if I could see like behind the coding, you know, to all the different like just because come on, like let's see what the possibilities are of me winning and me losing. And it's like I had Spike, and I said, Spike, run these numbers. And Spike said, yeah, chances of winning this, this game, of it being mostly harmless or whatever, are low. Like, long tails closing in. I said, holy Chris Anderson, the long tails closing in. I said, Spike, something else. I said, Spike, get Stan, patch Stan in here. And Spike said, well, your communication with Stan. And I said, okay, let's just make a virtual button then. And then it randomly appeared, so that took some time. And then we were trying to, so then I hit the button, and it's, 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 it's scooter, scooter, scooter. That's my imitation of Stan. And I said, Stan, what the heck is going on? I said, Stan, did your sisters, their sisters, and Stan said, Scooter, we have a battle situation. And I said, what do you mean we got a battle situation in the game? Yeah, we definitely have a battle situation in this game because the sisters crossed a line. And Stan said, no, 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 on the ship, he goes, in the radiative zone, there's just some, he goes, we're being pursued and we're under. And I said, so are those earthquakes, the ship shaking? He said, oh, yeah, yeah. And I said, but I can't, I said, Stan, can I get it? And Stan said, no, 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 we're still in the radiative zone. It's not safe. These are, uh, you know, some sort of, uh, like, you know, robot, robot battlers or something. I don't know. Robotech? I have no idea. There's ships chasing our ship. Ain't a battle. I said, all right, Stan, keep taking evasive maneuvers. And Stan said, Sister, uh, uh, Sister Leanne's about to take over. She, she's almost, and I said, well, she's not going to get out of this ship, Stan. Don't worry. I'll figure out a plan. These sisters are really, like, uh, lower than worms, if you know what I mean. And then Penpal, for a brief time, it did feel like the, when you're trying to capture the mood at the, like one of the scenes, like in the most dangerous, the, the movies you make where you, you're doing the reveal of who's chasing and who's running. So it's usually someone running through the jungle with different angles. I never did the direction of these. Maybe my friend Charlie always did, but he was real good. So you have the, you know, the shrubbery and then someone running through and trying to figure out which way to go. And then you, you wonder, are they pursuing or are they pursued? Who, what's pursuing them? Who's pursuing them? And then you have the reveal that the hunter and the hunted are the same species, you know, and they say, what the heck? And then ideally you get some other payout, you know, that the game is actually, you know, but whatever. And what was my point, Pen? I guess my point was, uh, oh, they, they spent a lot of time chasing sister, and, and then she couldn't. She she was trying. She, she hadn't almost hadn't located the button, but she was always a few steps ahead of me. But then she finally did locate the button, like, uh, but it was way up in this tree. So then she started climbing this uh, those things called like a palm type tree or coconut tree. 
And it took her, it wasn't easy, So, but she was already up there, so then I was at the base. I tried shaking the tree. Then, like, when the ship would get blasted, it would shake, but she was holding on tight. And she was halfway up and halfway down, but very determined to get there very slowly. And the tree button was, uh, I mean, I think I said, what? I go, well, I guess that's a, like seemingly dangerous. I said, well, I guess if you fall, you nothing will happen except you won't get to the button. And then I will, because uh, then I started to gather some, you know, I said, well, I got a backup plan here, sister, to get myself under control of the ship. He said, so that's all you got to do is hit that button. Oh, I guess then you'll wake up in your pod. And then what you'll, then you'll issue a command to Stan uh, that you take over the ship, which you've put us in danger. He said, well, so that was your plan all along. You, you came up to that as a team. And then for a little while, she was telling me to be quiet because she was trying to inch her way up, you know, to get to the top and wasn't happy that I was distracting her. So our ship's in a battle. We don't even know what we're up against. Stan's trying to do Stan's best to deal with it. Also, you're going to leak me out of my pod. I said, you're really willing to do anything to take the ship back over from me? I said, you've just been lying in wait with this plan, huh? And she said, yes, we have. And I said, well, this is, I said, I don't like it. I said, I don't, I don't appreciate it. Uh, I said, I guess I understand. But then I said, what would you, uh, I said, well, how long, how bad would the radiation be? And then she said, well, it would take a while. She said, like, uh, she said, it's like too much, you know. And I said, oh, so it's not an instant. It's a long, so I said, you're, you're willing to, you, I said, you're already doing enough long-term damage to my health with uh, your, the stress you and the other sisters caused me. And then she kept inching up and inching up, and then I detected the other spike. Well, I was spike said, well, the other sisters are going to sneak up on you. I said, okay, well, I said, I got another plan, sister, because I'm already, as commander of the ship, I'm actually already in touch with Stan, I guess, virtually. So maybe you could, if you get to that button, but I made a little, Stan, you know, I made that other, up, and he, Scooter, Scooter, yeah, Scooter, you made an upgrade. I said, yeah, thanks, Stan. I said, I did make an upgrade to the ship. I said, not only did I want us to be able to be safe in our sleeping pods and be able to play VR games, you know, or, you know, VR interactions when we need it or desire it, you know, or want it. I upgraded the bedding in the in the pods. I don't know if you've been noticing, sisters, how... Uh, you know, because I've always wanted to do one of those float things, sisters, and then... They're like, oh boy, that's what Sister uh, Bernice was doing. I said, you know those floating things where you go in the, you're in the dark and it's closed? I think they're called flotation tank, Sister. I never did it because I, I always wanted to say, well, if it's dark, how can, how, can, how can I know the water's clean? I said, you know, how often, there's no way I could trust you with it. And, and, that's, and it's also expensive. So I have never done that, sisters. But I did want to replicate that. And there was a time right around when I was born, I think, where there was these things called waterbeds. Now, I don't know if they were based on science, but they were just like a big bag of water that you would sleep on and you could warm the water up. And I think it was a thing from the seventies, you know, for you know, for like like waterbed loving. 
which I guess it depends on the wave, you know, the amplitude and the frequency of the waves, how it's going to help. But, uh, you know, anytime you went to a relative's house with a waterbed, you know, it was always trying to get into the room or a friend's parent, you know, to, to play in their waterbed, which now they think about it, I'm saying, oh, man. Uh, but, you know, and then the, the parents would say, don't jump in the waterbed. And then, I, you know, that they would leak and ruin houses. So people, and people don't have them anymore. But guess what pods do have waterbeds? Our, our sleep chambers do. I don't know if you notice. That's why you're probably feeling so. So, Stan, go ahead and drain the sister's waterbeds uh, right now, please. Scooter, I'll drain the waterbeds. So since it's a pen pal, Scooter, Stan drained the waterbeds. And as Stan did, you know, sisters, you know, they drained. And this, they just kind of fell to the ground. The sisters slid slowly down the, the palm tree and then kind of lied on the ground. You know, her virtual mind used to being supported by wavy water. And now she's just lying on... I don't even know what was under the water, but I think maybe just a little bit of metal and foam. So she was drained, you know, just like if you get out of the bathtub and you can't lift your arms or whatever. In Soul Pen Pal, then um, what happened? So then the sisters were enabled, but then the ship was still shaking. I said, Stan, uh, I said, what's the situation? Stan said, you know, we're, and I said, okay. And then I said, look, I can design my own. I said, this is VR. So then I designed myself my own little VR workstation, super comfortable chair, more sportive than waterbed, of course. And I said, patch me into the defensive and offensive capabilities of the ship stand. I'll take care of things from my end and you just get us out of here. But yeah, so I like at first I just like took out some of the other the robotic ships chasing us. Then Stan did a Mario Kart overlay, so that when I, you know that when I was playing, you know the, the the different systems were linked to it. And then I was you know, well, do I want to be print? You know, do I want to be Koopa Trooper? No, it's for me. It's always Yoshi or Princess Peach. And then I said, Princess Katniss Peach, Prince, and I said, Katniss, is I said, Katniss Peach doesn't really have a ring to it. Uh, Katniss, Yoshi, Katniss, Yoshi, Katniss. And then I said, Scooter, Peach, and I said, okay. And then I said, oh, wait, I can combine all three. Koshi, uh, Koshi Peach. And so then, you know, then it was mostly like getting stuff, uh, you know, picking up the boxes, which would, you know, it, it was, it was probably took longer than it needed to. And Stan said, yeah, that there was a couple of repairs we would have to do because it took so long. Uh, but eventually we got out of there and then we got to the dock and then it was, uh, let's just say it's been uncomfortable since then. Cause they said, well, this is what you're, they said, you're back to like, uh, Almost where we started, sisters. You're back to your old tricks. I said, well, maybe we need to take a break here. Because they said, my trust in you is sh shaken. I said, maybe we need some sort of a delusion. I said, I don't know. I, I don't know how I could possibly go on with these sisters. Uh, and I said, well, well, like, but I didn't know what to do next, Ben Pal. So I said, well, we need to take some break somewhere. And then what I realized is that uh, I made that speech, and then well, we were in the V, we were because we were still on the VR. 
Uh, but first we had to get out because they had to re refill their, but then like refill other water beds. And then I, you know, I said, don't tell, you know, make them think we're real, you know, do the old virtual reality reality. So then I gave the sisters a speech and I said, we're going to have to take, and I said, Stan, get to some library. Let's download every team building program we can. And we'll see if we could work this out between me and the sisters. Cause, uh, I thought we were a team and I just upgraded the ship. So I'm not going anywhere now. But anyway, pen pal, I don't know when I'll, I'll, we're going to take a break here with me and the sisters, but well, you know, I'll talk to you soon. I want to just thank some people on Twitter, 10F10, Mary Beth, Misconduct, Sharon Z, Radio New Zealand, the National, uh, Beloved Freak, thank you, uh, Mary B, thank you, Sarah P, thank you, uh, Jacob G, thank you. Uh, Jelly, thank you. Tris Bell, thank you. Becky, thank you. April, Atomic April, thanks. Bear Trap, thank you. Uh, Scott F, thanks a lot. Uh, Tall, uh, Dara M, thank you very much. Uh, Rachel B, thank you. Debbie M, thank you. Uh, Melly M, thank you. Samantha, thank you. Uh, Vanessa from Nocturne, thanks. Nug from Illusionoid, thanks. Babs, thank you. Sally M, thank you. Lori S, thank you. Anna LS, thank you. Lori R, thank you. Uh, Amy B, thank you. Uh, facing up to PTSD, thank you. Alien Bruna, thank you. Melinda, thank you. Sal, isn't Sally Ann, thank you. Noir Seda, thank you. Tawny S, thank you. Uh, Jenny K, thank you. Katie O, thank you. Claire, thank you. Lisa S to the P, thanks. Uh, J.R., thank you. Uh, Kava, thank you. Uh, Sammy, uh, Sweet, thank you. Richard P., thanks. Brooke, thank you. Uh, Jeff G., thanks. Uh, Learspunt, uh, thanks. Uh, Fantabulizer, thank you. Gamal, thanks. Uh, Debbie B. and Eli, thank you. Uh, double, thank you. Andrea W., thanks. Uh, T, Wither and Bloom, thanks. Sarah B., thank you. Jonathan C., Miss Fresh Fish, thank you. Uh, Kaylee, thank you. Uh, Bella du Bella Blues Deluva, thank you. Sky, thanks. Uh, Justin J., thanks. Posty, thank you. Kind Bikes, your friends over at Kind Bikes, thanks. Emily F., thanks. Caitlin M., thank you. Uh, Amelia B., thank you. Sugar Says, thank you. Stacy M., thanks. Uh, Kittens123, thanks. Uh, Julia H., thanks. Uh, Sophie W., Lida, 
rewritability, thanks. Jill C, thank you. Corinne, thank you. Sarah C, thank you. Uh, Sue 42, thank you. Uh, Win 95, thanks. Uh, Sam B to the S, thank you. Uh, Fake Boy, thank you. Wah. Elizabeth R, thank you. Cat from not, from kind, from not kind bikes, from kind bikes, thanks. Uh, Katie O, thanks. Julia H, thanks. Uh, I, Paulie, thanks. Uh, Benedict H, thank you. Elizabeth A, R, thank you. Maisie, thank you. Ashley, thank you. AJ, thank you. Sarah Massa, thank you. Leona, thank you. Uh, Maggie G, thank you. Uh, Hellacious K, thanks and good night. Uh, Julia H, thank you. Harrison, thanks. Sahil, thanks. Uh, Joe T, thank you. Christopher M, thanks. Uh, Sammy M, thank you. Lauren O, thank you. Pappy, uh, Papa, bye, bike, thank you. Uh, Rocky P, John R, thanks. Elizabeth E, thank you. Uh, Mina K, thanks. Bob L, thank you. Bassie, a good friend, thank you. Eli, thank you. Emily M, thanks, and good night. Uh, Riz, MC Jello, thank you. Madeline D, thank you. Ryan, thank you. Evan, thank you. Uh, Jennifer L, thank you. Graham W, thank you. Ginger M, thank you. Leanne S, thank you. Uh, Prince C, thank you. Cinnamon D, thanks. Alexandra S to the Z, thank you. Uh, Migraine W, thanks. Gary with a C, thank you. Courier 6, thanks. Chrysanthi, thank you. Astro Rachel, thank you. Blair G, thanks. Cape Cod, thank you. Jody A to the B, thank you. Kathy, thanks. Uh, Owen J, thanks. Uh, Goldfish Laugh. Space Cookie, thanks. Dan and Cody, thank you. Andrea W., thank you. Post Everything, thank you. Uh, Dina B., thank you. Melanie M., thank you. And thanks, everybody else. Thank you so much, and uh, good night.